Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast, where you'll learn about advanced wealth building strategies from real estate investing to creating massive ROI and secure retirement profits. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, grab a notepad, and lean in. Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. I'm the Big Mike. Mike Zlatnik. And today it is my pleasure and a privilege to welcome a very good friend from the Collective Genius Mastermind, the brother from the CG Mastermind, Brad Chandler. Hi, Brad. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on the podcast. We met many years ago in CG. We're both super veterans. I'm trying to think back, but it's been many, many years at this point. It has. So uh, would you be so kind as to tell folks about uh, you, your your life journey, and uh, let, let's start there. Sure, yeah. So I read a book when I was in ninth grade on how to buy real estate with no money down and knew that I always wanted to do real estate because of the income potential that it had. And in 2000, late 2002, my son was like six months old and a neighbor bought or an investor bought my neighbor's house in Vienna, Virginia. And I went and talked to him and he said, yeah, I buy houses at 30% below market. And I was like, wow, I've got an advanced degree in real estate. And I'm not sure I remembered or was ever taught you could do that. So I went and talked to him and I was like, wow, this is what I'm going to do. So that was December of 2002. And I worked eight months to find my first house. I mean, I worked my butt off working a full-time job. I come home nights and weekends pounding. We buy houses signs when the DC sniper was out shooting people. And every week that went by, every day that went by, I'm like, I got more and more persistent because I'd go to these RIA meetings and I'd see all these people making all this money. And I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it. So I just got more and more persistent. And in July of 2003, I bought my first house in July of 2000. In July and August, I bought six houses total. I quit my full-time job. I came in with a newborn and told my wife, yeah, I just quit my job. I'm starting Express Home Buyers. And she's like, what? I was like, it'll work out. And here we are 4,000 houses later and uh, it's worked out. <laughs> wow, that's an amazing story. Very inspirational. And it is not easy to quit. It is not easy to just say one day I'm done with whatever I'm, I was doing. And this is there's a better there's a better journey, better path. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't easy, but I just knew in my heart that, that it was the right thing to do. So 4,000 houses later, just curious, how many of these houses you still own? How many you flipped? I mean, I mean, majority of some you flipped, but you probably all still own the, some, some number. So unfortunately, because of um, this is a good segue into the next thing. So looking back, I went through a huge uh, major life transformation about 20 months ago in Park City at the hands of a friend of mine who was an ex-Navy SEAL. And what I learned out there was that for 47 years of my life, I tried to prove my worth and my business was just another thing. When I look back at real estate, why did I get into real estate? I got into real estate because it had unlimited income potential. And I thought that if I could make a lot of money, I could show the wor world that I was worthy. So your question is, how many houses do we have left? We have very few houses because we had to sell them to pay for the mistakes that I made trying to prove my worth to the world. So I made five business mistakes over the last 19 years that cost me and my partner $9 million. And most of it was out, again, chasing uh, chasing the, the the proof of trying to prove the world that I was, you know, I was worthy. So we we probably only have like less than a handful of houses right now. Um, we did make incredible money. We bought about we bought 80 single family houses in 2012. We wrote it up. We had to sell them because we got involved in a lawsuit and we got sent into some renovation nightmares. Um, so look, we don't no one really knows what the market's doing, but around here in DC, prices are coming down. So we bought 80 houses last time. Maybe we're thinking this time we can buy 800 if the market, you know, dips 20%. Yeah, I got you. So 
two follow-up questions. And thank you for sharing. Thank you for being vulnerable. Uh, what are the five mistakes, right? Because you said five, so it'd be, it'd be good to know. Lessons learned, highly valuable. And then the second question is, um, uh, what are you doing today? Are you turning? Uh, are you f uh, fix and flipping? Are you wholesaling? What are you doing in this market? That is, as you said, it's, it's a contracting market. The prices are softening. Yep. So the mistakes we made was I started a real estate team. And in two years, we became the number one Keller Williams team in North America. We did like almost 800 transactions for $120 million. I was trying to be the eight, first agent team to make a, bill a billion dollars or sell a billion dollars in one year. Again, because if I could get to billion dollars, the world would know I was worthy, right? Um, I didn't quite get there. And I, I was looking at the top line instead of the bottom line, which is a huge mistake. Always look at the bottom line, because if you focus on the bottom line, the top line is going to grow faster than you think. So that was one. We got involved in three development deals in the summer of 2005, a single family house that cost us almost a million dollars in losses, and then two development deals in DC, condo conversions that we lost a million bucks on. And then I got involved in a lawsuit, uh, a trademark lawsuit, that We Buy Houses lawsuit that cost me nearly $2 million. So yeah, th those are the mistakes. Um, they're behind me and you know they are what they are, right? Uh, what am I doing now? We're buying houses primarily in DC Metro, Baltimore Metro and Los Angeles, and then sporadically across the country. Uh, with a market declining like it is, we are very careful about the houses we buy now because we're underwriting houses. We had a house recently that we underwrote for 600,000 in a suburb of DC and Virginia. We underwrote it for 600. That was three months ago. We think we're going to sell it really pretty fixed up for 540 now. So um, we're just being careful. I mean, for your listeners who are in real estate, spend a lot more time on the actives than the solds. You probably haven't heard that because no one was like, why would you look at the actives? The market's going up. You look at the last sold. But you got to start looking at the actives because the actives are, is, is going to tell you a, a more accurate story than what sold a month ago. Yeah, that's a great point. In a rapidly declining market, that is the critical data points. It doesn't matter what happened three to six months ago because the market has changed a lot since then. So the active listings is the only way you can, I guess, gauge the market and what has sold recently. So it's a great right. point. So are you you're still doing fix and flips? Are you trying to do a lot less risk, more 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 of a wholesaling, wholesaling, uh, so innovation, any of those things? Because the, the risk is exactly what you said. You buy and you think your ARV is 600. And by the time you're done, you'll be happy to sell it for 540. I mean, that's a 10% that's a drop probably in like less than six months, right? Oh, it was, it was three or four months. I mean, I, I honestly didn't expect this to happen in DC. Uh, but when interest rates double, um, I think I heard something where the, the mortgage on a $392,000 house our $600,000 house a year ago is now a mortgage on a $392,000 house. <laughs> yeah, no surprise. If you go look at the rates, I mean, we're not talking at the lowest part of the rates, but about a year ago, the rates were somewhere in the three and a half, three seventy-five range. I yeah. mean, maybe off a little bit, but now it's over seven, right? It's effectively the rate uh, on doubles. So your payment factor is probably close to double, right? So affordability right. drastically falls when the rates jump this much. And hence prices have to come down. So what are we doing, Mike? So so up until the world kind of fell apart or the real estate market fell apart or started whatever 16, 90 days ago, we were doing all the above. We were we were doing some fix and flips. Um, we've got a lot better construction over the years. We were doing wholesales, we were doing novations, 
Um, we would do, you know, the whole tale where we'd buy a property, trash it out and then relist it. So we were doing everything. Um, with the prices so high in the DC market, it's really, really hard to make rentals work. So again, we're kind of looking forward to a price correction because, you know, we might be able to start buy doing some buy and holds now. Yeah. And that's, by the way, that's a great point that because you're in DC area, buying and renting is hard. It's almost like you, you want to make your money on flips. But deploy it somewhere else for cash flow, it becomes very difficult to care. I mean, I'm here in New York. I haven't bought anything for rental for a long time. It's the same problem. The cash on cash is like it's a very, very it's almost not not exciting to hold anything for a cash flow at all in right. large metropolitan markets. Right. Um so your transformation, you said less than two years ago, you transformed. You're no longer trying to prove yourself, you're trying to, I guess, give back. So what, what do you do today? How do you give back? What do you um, kind of what drives you today? Yeah, so so I what drives me is making an impact in the world. Now that I no longer have to prove myself, I, I want to make an impact on the world. And how I started doing that is my 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 change was so profound. I spent a weekend with uh, this this gentleman who's next Navy SEAL. And in a one three hour session, what he basically did is he walked me back to my childhood. And we we, we explored a couple of scenes where I felt like some some trauma or some stress happened. And this is what happens really to all of us. And through that trauma or, trauma or stress, we come up with these stories about ourselves. Because as a child's brain, your brain is doing what it should be doing, and that's helping you survive. Well, why would something bad happen to a child? Well, something must be bad about the child, and that's how their brain helps them sur survive. How, how do they make sense of it? So we all, to some degree, have we're not enough or we're not connected and don't belong or I can't get what I want. And those three things that are embedded in your subconscious mind create all the problems in your life, whether they're relationship problems, eating issues, smoking issues, uh, gambling addiction, uh, relationships, business, even business Um I just I just mentioned five million five nine million dollars worth of uh, mistakes five five mistakes. So uh, what you do is you go back to those and you you retell yourself the truth because at forty seven years old telling yourself you're not enough and and uh, you don't deserve whatever doesn't really work. It doesn't help you. It, it only takes away from you. It takes away from your life. So my life was so profoundly changed, Mike. I mean, you've seen me. <laughs> I think you've even commented on it, you know, in CG, like just who is this guy? A lot of people like, who is this new person? And this new person has found self-love and self-compassion by reversing those stories that I told from childhood. And what that allows me to do is allows me to have compassion and love for the world. And so I am all about now making an impact. I'm, um, I started a company, Brad Chandler Coaching, bradchandler.com, where I help people go through this very same thing. With, with the, whatever they're suffering in, Mike, the world is suffering because us humans create these stories that aren't true. Most suffering in this world is self-inflicted. And I see it so clearly now because I inflicted that suffering on myself. And now that I'm free, I got my freedom through my self-love and self-compassion to be the person that I always was. I don't need drugs. I don't need alcohol. I don't need, you know, marijuana to make me comfortable. Um, I'm free to be my authentic self. So that's how I'm giving back. I'm, I'm now teaching people. I'm taking on clients and I've had some amazing success in the 20 months that I've started helping people. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. that that's a great, uh, that's a great give. And you, you are doing it from the heart because you went through that process yourself and you've discovered, uh, you, you, I guess you, 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 you realized that you could live a, a different life, uh, and you can 
serve others rather than trying to serve yourself and uh th this this helps uh be a better person at the end of the day we are uh, on this earth short amount of time and uh if we don't uh, focus on 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 the do good projects we could be too consumed by just uh living for our own life uh it, it, it's uh what's the word for it uh, we, we certainly need to enjoy life. We, we have to be happy. And I think what I heard from you, you help people feel happier about themselves, uh, find what, what, what's been bothering them for years and kind of um, find a better path, maybe a happier path. I help people find freedom and happiness. That's it. By turning around these untruths from, from childhood trauma and stress. And I know you have a lot of listeners listening right now that are really focused on the bottom line and all about money, 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 money in your business. And I'm here to tell you that when you start focusing on the impact, how can you impact your clients more? How can you impact your employees and team members more? How can you impact your investors more? Instead of trying to make another dollar, if you figure on how do you make the greatest impact in someone's life on a daily basis, I promise you the dollars will come like you've never seen them before. Yeah, that's a that's a great <laughs> revelation. Yeah, focus on the journey, uh, kind of uh, everything else will, will happen, and and most of us just train that business is 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 a word about generation of profit. People go into business to generate profit, but there are no profitable businesses, and people focus on a mission. So what I'm hearing from you, if you focus on the mission. The business will will take care of itself if the mission is good and you deliver the right message. But Mike, if you think about the greatest brands in the world, right? Weren't most of them created to solve a problem, and hence solving a problem makes them makes an impact. It does, and 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 solving difficult problems is a is a is a great. Uh, it's both. It's it's a mental exercise. It's uh it's a it's a uh, challenging um, like. I can tell you this: when I solve a, when I when I try to solve a complex problem, and a problem is solved, and you solve solve it elegantly, there's no better reward, right? Just, just right. It's not even, that doesn't matter what the numbers are. If you solve the difficult problem, uh, it probably satisfaction beats everything else that you can make a difference. Yeah. So um, let's go back back to real estate for just a couple of minutes, because um, at the end of the day, this is still a podcast focused on <laughs> a little bit about real estate. So uh, where, where do you see things changing again? Do you see area pricing uh, pricing, uh, pricing is adjusting down? Um, we're seeing some kind of, um, uh, we also said seasonal, right? The winter, where we're, where we're going to late fall in the winter. Uh, you expect the prices continue to soften. Um, and then um, what do you see uh, in the spring? Uh, just, just kind of your, your thought process in your market. Yeah, I mean, look, anything is a guess, right? Any any anyone who tells you that they know what's happening is is silly, right? Um, I've been shocked over the last. I mean, look, we've been in this real estate market run up since 2012. I mean, it's the longest bull real estate market ever, and there's been several times where things start to go down, and then I'm like, this is it, this is it, the big crash is coming, and then two months later, I wake up and I'm like, here we are, right back to right back to where we were. So is this finally it with interest rates? I think this is finally it because of the affordability that we talked about earlier. When you can afford a house almost now half of what you could afford a year ago, that means less people are going to be able to afford a house. So the demand is going to go down. So prices should come down. Um, 
But if interest rates go back to five and a half percent, four and a half percent in the next six months, could we be right back? Because long term, you know this, Mike, there's a huge uh, shortage of houses in the, in the United States, right? Huge shortage. So if interest rates can get back to a level that is, I mean, this is normal. This is probably more normal if you look over the last 100 years, right? But if you get back to more normal for what the, the general public has seen in the last 20 years, then maybe prices will 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 plateau. I mean, I don't know. Um, my, my best guess is we're going to have a really rough three or four months. I think prices will come down another five to 15%. And then maybe we plateau for six months. And then as the shortage catches up and demand increases, we start, you know, we start taking off again. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point. Uh, I, I certainly share that we have room to go down, and uh, I, I don't see big crash uh, for many reasons. Even though the affordability or the debt service coverage ratio or debt to income ratio have uh, has substantially uh, gotten worse, uh, the reason for for not having a big problem is exactly what you said: this supply and demand uh, disbalance. The supply, at least of housing, is still pretty limited, especially affordable housing. And uh, uh, we we do need a correction, and that's what we we've experienced. But it's not uh, it's not 2008 crisis where a ton of foreclosures are, are happening. We're not yet seeing the volume uh, to pick up, although uh, there's a possibility of a uh, debt refinance crisis. You have a loan that's maturing, commercial or residential, and you can refinance because the rate is higher. That creates a problem. And um, the interest rates may be back to where they were on a historic basis. Uh, this sort of high 6 or 7% range um, used to be the norm. And can we make the statement that that's going to be the norm on a forward basis? I actually beg to differ. My two cents would be this norm has been changing for many, many years. The environment of much low interest rates is what we've gotten ourselves accustomed to. So this increase from where we were a year ago to where we are now is just too too much too fast. And um, uh, the pain point is be only beginning to to be felt. So it's kind of it's going to be dynamic, but I, I don't think the rates can stay where they are here uh, for too long. So the Fed is still pushing rates up, but they're going to have to reverse because they, the U.S. economy, unfortunately, is not... Um, it cannot be sustained at these levels of interest rates. Uh, the debt levels have, have grown substantially, and the only way it can continue is if uh, the rates come down. So that, that's my position. And um, uh, with that with that theory in mind, you may be we may be back to you know a little blimp. The prices have gone up quite a bit. Then we we see a uh, correction, maybe ten to thirty percent correction in that range. And then prices will cycle. We'll we'll get back uh, on their climb path when the rates start uh, going back down uh, because of the supply supply demand disbalance uh, as the prime commercial is a little different from the point of view that it really heavily depends on the interest rates. So um, high rates uh, just uh, make it very difficult for the buyers to justify paying higher prices, uh, but Again, just if it comes down to the power of the Fed, and they're still doing what they're doing, but um, uh, no, no, let, let's let's kind of ch change the angle a little bit. 
and because um, we're talking about we're talking about about the Fed and all that stuff. So, what else do you want to share? What what other thoughts um, you uh, you have wisdom you've built over the years? And uh, before the call you offered, you 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 happy to jump on a call and provide some some coaching or some sharing? Just talk a little bit about that. Well, how would you like to make a difference? Most yeah, of my, most of the folks who listen to the podcast. We have people with dollars who invest, and we have some folks that are like CG, CG guys, operators. Yeah. So let me touch on real estate, and then we'll switch to the personal and impact side. A couple of things you said were interesting. Yeah. So we've had, I think the economist that came and spoke to CG, it was either three months or six months ago, said that we had a 30% price appreciation across the United States in an 18-month period. So that's crazy, right? That's so irrational. So maybe, like you said, maybe we have a 10 to 30% correction. I don't think we're going to see a crash like 2008 because of the underlying, there's no underlying mortgage issue, number one. And number two, I think there's so many funds and Wall Street money in this space now uh, that they'll just buy up everything or they'll buy up a lot of it. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think, uh, I think, think a price correction is, uh, is going to happen. It's already happening, but I think there's going to be a floor because of the funds. Um, on shifting to the personal side, I think the message that I want to get to your viewers is, there's a lot of people on this call suffering, whether it's bad relationships or anxiety or depression or their business is a mess. Um, they have a bad relationship. They eat too much. They drink too much, whatever it is. And I'm here to tell you that you don't have to suffer a day longer. There's a proven method to get you out of this pain, get you out of this suffering. If you've gone to, I've seen countless hundreds of people now through my studies over last year that, including myself, that went to therapy for 30 years, traditional talk therapy doesn't work great for the most part. It focuses on the conscious mind and to make these changes, you gotta get into the unconscious mind is because that's what really drives most of a human's behavior, about 80 to 85%. So I just, the message, if you hear nothing else is that if you're suffering, you don't have to suffer any longer. Um, I'm offering uh, anyone that wants to chat with me a 30, 30 minute free session and then just go to bradchandler.com forward slash contact. You can also go to bradchandler.com and hear my, I've got a four minute video on there sharing about my story. Um, I've created after working with some of the world's best, I've created a proven, a proven uh, method and techniques that can get you out of your suffering, get you to get you to the freedom that you, we all deserve, right? You deserve that. So if I can be of any help in any way, uh, you can reach out to me. Thank you for sharing that. And you shared the the, the website and the link. How do you impact subconscious mind? Um, I remember in college, I was listening to these subliminal message tapes and it sounds like a bunch of noise, but how do you get to the subconscious mind? How do you impact the subconscious mind? So, so I, I'm certified as a, a certified hypnotherapist. So what we do is we put you into hypnosis. And when you're in hypnosis, you're able to access the, the subconscious mind. Believe it or not, your subconscious mind knows today the source of all of your problems. But again, because it's unconscious, you can't just tap it, but it drives your behavior. So when you have a fight with your wife, it's never about the fight you're having. It's something that happened as a six or eight year old that your subconscious mind is doing its job and pulling in because it's protecting you from danger. Um, so how do you access that? You access it through hypnosis. And then I develop a recording that for 30 days, as you're going to sleep and you're in an alpha, alpha, uh, alpha brainwave state, you listen to this and your subconscious mind hears it. And it literally through neuroplasticity grows new neurons and new neural pathways to get you out of that, uh, untruth and into, into your truth. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me a little bit, uh, the tapes I, I I listened to many many years ago while in college, they were <laughs> these self improvement tapes that also claim from the subconscious mind. 
when you're about to go to sleep, you get the, you get the right message and it, 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 it turns certain parts of your brain on and turns something else off. And it's a very powerful uh, concept. And uh, I've never, never really been hypnotized, but uh, some people who have gone through it, uh, some of them swear by it. That's uh, probably you're probably one of these people. Oh, absolutely. The lady I learned from actually um, solved um, Ozzy Osbourne's alcoholism in like one two hour session when he'd been trying, you know, for years and years and years. So it's powerful and it works. Thank you for sharing. Appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, once again, bradchandler.com uh, is the website. And uh, say it again, bradchandler.com slash. Yep, forward slash contact if you want the free call and then bradchandler.com for the video and whatnot. Very cool. Thank you, Brad, for sharing. Appreciate your wisdom. Thank and, you. Um, enjoy your journey. <laughs> you, you are you obviously been enjoying it for the last couple of years. You're, you. you're, you're a changed man. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me on. And if I can help you in any way, let me know. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. To receive your copy of Mike's How to Choose a Smart Real Estate Fun Book, head to BigMikeFun.com or visit Amazon and type Mike's slot name. Keep listening and keep investing Big Mike style. See you on the next episode.